Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk Archetypes with your host, renowned intuitive and author, Roy Solberg. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. This is Roy, and we're going to talk archetypes. First thing I want to do is give out the numbers, 1-877-296-0345. Or you can call in on 1-917-889-889. 3818. We do reading, I do readings at the end of the show using the empirical we here. Uh, you can also email me any questions while I'm on air at roysolberg at gmail.com and it is spelled R-O-I-S-O-L-B-E-R-G. So I want to apologize to the callers who were left on last week. Um, Skype kind of had a little moment, as Michelle said, and I didn't get the message that I had callers. And we've worked out a system now, so so we're good to go. So you're welcome to call in, and we'll do uh, some archetype readings at the end of the show. I want to announce that I will be at the Well Life Expo October 27th and 28th in Madison. It's at the Sheridan Hotel on John Nolan Drive. And I'll be doing readings and selling the archetype cards and other things. So if you're in town, please come by. They have a lot of great speakers and um, different people selling and, and doing readings. So the to get more information, go to wellife.org. Org, all one word. So let's get busy here. The October shows are focused on the archetypes of the artist and actor because these are the two that help us examine beliefs, intentions, how to change the patterns, and how to rewrite your story because it's all about getting back to authentic spirit and personal power. Now, when I use the word power, I'm, I'm using that as energy, not ego power, but just Um, spirit, energy, and our personal power. So the artist archetype lets you explore and and asks you to explore how you've designed your life. Is it working for you? Uh, Are you happy? And if not, how are you going to redesign your life? The actor wants you to look at whose script you're living. Is this your story? Are you sure it's your story? Or maybe it's somebody else's. Maybe it's somebody else's intentions for you instead of of uh, your own. Last week I mentioned a diagram on my blog. It was Who Are You? Did you check that out? Um, and I want to know what you discovered about yourself. The first outer circle asks who I pretend to be in the world. These are your masks. And when you go through life wearing a mask, you're in the shadow actor. Because whatever you manifest in life and your relationship to your intuition and spirit can only be accessed through the mask or ego patterns that you have. 
The mask will not allow you to, to get in touch with your authentic soul or spirit because who you are is through the mask is identified in the external world. I, we all know people who are so engrossed in their career, their profession, and that's who they are. That's how they identify themselves is through their work. And, and you know, heaven forbid that they should get fired or lay off or the corporation goes bankrupt. Their identity goes with it. They are no longer that mask in the world. It This could easily be the mother archetype, um, someone whose children are now grown and moved away, or the father archetype whose children no longer take his advice as if they ever did. And And so you want to look at where you are living and expressing your mask. Who are you? It's a great place to start. Great place to start when you're when you're getting down to your authentic self. So it can be any mask, any shadow archetype, any trait that the that if the world really knew who you were, if they could really see through your mask on the inside, you'd be uncomfortable. And of course, when that mask is removed by choice or not, then it will create chaos and crisis for a little while. If I remember right, crisis means uh, opportunity and creativity or something like that. Um, when this happens, you have a choice. You can change and reevaluate your life or create another mask behind it to hide behind. And I'm hoping that you're going to move on into authentic power. So the traits of the illuminated artist archetype are there to help you take a good look at, at how you're designing your life and the actor is saying, hey, look at the different roles you're playing. Clarify your intentions. In order to expand this awareness to a new level of energy and a new vibration, just beyond the, the physical world that you know and the human personality, you have to take your focus off what you know. You have to look at and question what you know to be reality and then move into what you don't know. This is called the process of defocalizing, and it creates the opportunity to see a new angle or a new tilt on all of these old imprints in your life. So at this point, you're reframing those experiences and you're rewiring your physical circuits of energy. This is like... um, well, this just allows a new form of, of energetic structure to develop, and it creates a higher vi- uh, frequency and a higher vibration. So we're going to move into the process of um, how to make this happen. I'm getting a buzzing sound from something. Um, how to make this happen. And the way we make that happen is through rituals and meditations. Ann Dillard once said, how we spend our days is how we spend our lives because life and the quality of life is in the details. It's um, it, it's an interesting um, process of what do we look at every day? How do we live our life? How do we do our rituals? And we all have rituals that we perform every day from the time we get up in the morning until we go to bed at night. We call it routine. Now, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is go downstairs, make coffee, and feed the cats. It's automatic. When you have two cats, you have no choice, (laughs) at least not in my household. So one of the ways to shift 
to a higher level is to start observing these daily rituals. And, and again, as I keep emphasizing, assess, are they serving our spirit and our higher self? So doing things differently, no matter how small, no matter how minute, keeps us aware of all the options that we have at our disposal. You don't have to make a big change. You don't have to do a drastic maneuver. You just have to simply change the way you are creating some of these daily routines. And and routines are ingrained in every one of us, unless you're about two. <laughs> then you just kind of do whatever you want to. It, you know, it's it's interesting how how ingrained we get. For instance, at my home in California, it's in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and we often have power failures. You know, either, oh, a storm comes through, a tree goes down, whatever, and the lights go out. So imagine the lights go out, I, I have a candle, I have a flashlight, I have a lantern, they're all lighted, and I go into another room, and what's the first thing I do? I flip on the light switch. <laughs> it's just so natural and so ingrained. You walk into a room, and you flip on the light switch. The rest of our lives and it's the same way. And when we do work with our spirit, some of the things that stop us, some of the things that block us are these routine things that we do automatically without thinking. So as you start clearing your beliefs and habits, especially the ones that don't work for you anymore, then you begin to be aware of the subtle energies and how they frame and reframe um, your energetic structure. So this process of self-recognition allows you to scrutinize those patterns and, and make a really strong connection to your spirit. This process of synchronizing or, or centering um, is, the, is the balance, balancing the energies of the heart and the mind, the inner self with the outer self. I mean, it's a constant and conscious balancing of this intuitive process with our analytical process. So having daily rituals create are the act of reminding yourself of your center, and it raises your awareness of where and how you get pulled off center, especially into the drama of other people, work, projects. I mean, we all know how that goes. So rituals start the process to heal your spirit. It brings you into the moment of now. And as I said, life is consecutive moments of now. When Joseph Campbell was asked about rituals, he said, all a ritual does is concentrate your mind on what you're doing. The ritual enables you to make a transition. It introduces you to the meaning of what's going on. For instance, saying grace before meals lets you know that you're about to eat something that was once alive. Whether it was meat, potatoes, it doesn't matter. So the ritual of blessing makes us conscious that that food that's on our plate has been sacrificed for the nourishment of our bodies. And therefore, it invokes gratitude for what we receive. One of my childhood blessings was uh, bless this food for the nourishment of our bodies. That was one of my favorites. The ritual of once upon a time creates a, a quietness. It affirms that there's a story to be told. It affirms that you're going to move from the real world into the pretend world. See, you're making a transition. 
the ritual of lighting a candle brings you into the moment and makes you aware before you meditate that you're going to release that external world and move into your internal world. And this is where we want to go with our spirit, with our ritual, and with our meditation is into that internal world. So this week, (laughs) here you go, more homework. This week, take a look at your routine. See if you can create a new ritual for yourself. And see how that ritual serves you. What does it do for you? Does it make you calmer? Does it make you feel more peaceful? You know, the world is, the energy is pretty frenetic right now. I mean, it is going all over the place. And so when we are able to create a calming ritual and move into meditation, we are adding that quiet energy into the world. And I think if enough of us do that, the world will calm down a bit. So let's look at meditation. Meditation is the practice of a concentrated focus. This is the definition from the dictionary. A concentrated focus upon a sound, an object, visualization, the breath, movement, or attention to itself in order to increase awareness of the present moment. It also enhances personal and spiritual growth. Meditation has been defined as stopping, calming, and looking deep within oneself. And I think I think that's very accurate. Again, it is that transition from the external world to the inner world. It could be described as moving from the head into the heart. So that's all well and good, but how do you do it? Meditation focuses, again, on present time. Remember the the show on intuition? You can only access intuition in the present moment. You can't do it in the past or the future. Meditation is the same way. So in this moment, you are reclaiming your spirit and you are going deeper into that unknown part of you, part of your spirit and that part of your soul. So number one, let go of judgments. Let go of all the the beliefs you have about how to do it, when to do it, where to do it. Am I doing it right? Am I not doing it right? So let's just start with clean slate. Let's design, again, the, the artist archetype. Let's design your meditation, one that works just for you. So here are some suggestions. Meditation can be done sitting, walking, Fire watching, dreaming, automatic writing. Those are just some of the few. Um, So find a comfortable place, a quiet place. My experience is when I'm deeply in meditation, if there's a loud noise or, or sound, it brings me out so rapidly that it physically hurts. My blood pressure has gone down to a nice rate. The heart rate has slowed. So if you are suddenly and 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 I I can't even find the word, uh, jolted back into place, you, um, it it will cause your heart to, you know, to kind of cramp is what, how I feel it. So, not only can you manifest and meditate in in a quiet place, you can, once you get used to it, you can manifest anywhere. You can, um, as I said, sit, lie down, 
walk, whatever works for you. But I would suggest an eye pillow if you're sitting or lying down. For some reason, it seems to take you into a deeper, relaxed state more quickly. So look at your rituals before you begin to meditate. You can use sage to smudge. You can use um, liquid sage if you're allergic to the smoke. You could also use salt to sprinkle around the edges. Um, You can use bells, sound, music, singing, anything that that clears the energy of that space. Um, You can say a prayer before you begin or an affirmation. So you can also have uh, soft music if you like or not. Some people just don't like the music. I happen to enjoy it. Um, You can uh, affirm that you are, um, you know, something that will um, give you information. You can ask a question. One of the easiest ways is to simply say, I am open and ready to receive. Now, Norm Sheely told us that if, you, if you're meditating and you're thinking too much and those thoughts are catching you, imagine them as leaves on the river and just let them float by gently. You don't have to um, follow them. You don't have to swim after them to figure out where they're going. You just let them go by very gently. But you can also focus on a picture or a painting. Uh, You can light a candle and stare at the flame. If you're using a candle, gently breathe in and out. And as your eyes go soft, allow them to close and then bring that image of the flame inside. And just imagine it resting in your heart chakra as you go deeper and deeper into a relaxed state. Um, so walking, that we're, we're talking about drawing an archetypal card. A friend of mine draws one every morning and thinks about what she knows on the um, about that particular ar- archetype and then takes it into her meditation and receives all sorts of information about how this particular archetype plays out in her life. Automatic writing is another great way of, of meditation. You just sit down. Again, I am open and ready to receive. Let your mind go soft. Let your eyes go soft. Don't edit what you're writing. Just let it flow. Just let it go. So if you're, if you're using meditation to ask a question and get answers about your life, don't worry if they don't come right away. You know, you get up and, and from meditation and, and think, well, that was a waste. They'll come to you, come to you during the day, perhaps a dream at night. You know, and it could be a few days later, all of a sudden you get an aha. But it is the practice of waiting every day or as often as you can that allows those answers to come quickly. And someone had to ask about spirit guides. Spirit guides basically come to you. You can call them in. You can open yourself to to talking to your spirit guides. The key thing is trusting that they'll be there. Because if you keep looking for them, and you know they don't they don't always have a way of showing up right when you call. But if you trust that they are going to come, and you open your heart and your mind and and um, go into meditation, 
you'll you'll hear from them. Sometimes you see them very clearly and, and sometimes you just feel them. You just feel them or hear them. It depends on, on how you individually access your in, intuition. So one of the things that people meditate for is to get an idea of what their purpose is, what they're why they're here, you know, what are they doing in life. And when you do this, it's important. Um, I was reading Christina Baldwin's book the other day, and she said certainty of purpose begins by believing that you have one. So even in meditation, the issues of trust, the issues of saying yes, yes, I know I'm going to get whatever I need from this. I don't know how it's going to look, but I know I'm going to get it. All of these combined take you to the to the new level that connects you to all of life. This is when you work with spirit on a higher level. Healing just takes place. You you feel that you are in alignment with absolutely everything that um, you have in life. So, we have a few minutes left here. First of all, let's go back to the Who Am I chart on my blog. It's Spirit of Archetypes at blogspot.blogspot.com. It's on the Let's Talk page. Check it out. The next uh, pattern for the um, on the on the circle of Who Am I is what's your greatest fear? And we know that the greatest fear is our own power. And we cover up that power with emotions of guilt and sadness and anger. And then we manifest our life through past experience because we don't want to go there again. We're protecting ourselves. So it slows down that manifestation process. You know, just like the mask will slow down the the um, the manifestation. And the, and when you're in the who who I'm afraid I am, and you, and you hide that, your soul doesn't have a chance to expand or grow. You'll repeat those dramas, trauma dramas we call them, until you get to a choice point. Or if you miss your choice point, you get to a surrender point where you have no choice. So check it out. And then, you know, kind of examine what are your repeat patterns and where are those choice points for you. Then I want you to list ten people whom you admire and write down why you admire them. What traits do they have? And then list ten people whom you envy and why, and what traits do they have. And we'll talk about this next week. I'm not going to tell you the secret chat. So, until then, Carl Jung said, who looks outside dreams and who looks inside awakens. And that's what my show is all about, helping you awaken to that authentic and take that self and the gift that you brought into this world, taking taking it out and sharing it with the with the world. So next week I think we'll explore the chakras. We have seven chakras that we you know, major chakras. We have chakras all over our body, including the palms of your hand and, and the soles of your feet and every place else. But we're going to explore the seven chakras. This is your energy system. 
this is where you want to start clearing up those first three chakras. The first one is who I am. The first one is the tribe and and your place in that tribe. And then the second one is who I I am in that tribe. And then the third one is just who I am. So it all kind of dovetails together. Can't speak here. So... um, It'll all come together as we clear and redesign your system. I hope you're having a great time with this. And I think we are just out of time. So I will see you next week. Until then, just have a great, great week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.